0: Well, I'm really excited to announce that I'm finally offering the ability for you to work with me. I know that so many of you, probably every single one of you listening has just been thinking every day when you wake up, when do I get an opportunity to work with Jack? That fucking guy is so awesome. So actually, I think probably very few of you are thinking that But I do want to give you the opportunity. It is now open. I've got two options that you can finally pick my brain, so to speak, if you'd like to get more in-depth mentoring and coaching. So there's two options. You just go to my website, myindestructiblewealth.com, and there's a tab that says Work With Jack. And you click that, and you're going to have two options. There's going to be one-on-one, and you can book a call with me. If you want to book just a single Hey, I want to pick your brain for an hour and just see if I'm on the right track or bounce some ideas off you or talk about some strategies in building my business. Great. However, I can serve you. I've built four LLCs or S corporations, four different entities to over $2 million. I have 14 different multiple streams of income, a multi-million dollar, you know, portfolio. I'm not telling you that you guys already know probably all of that. I'm just telling you that look, I' kind of know what I'm doing. I have so much to learn, but if you want to pick my brain, great, do it. If you don't, you know what, just keep listening to the free content and engaging. And that's great too. I I really don't care. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing this for the money as you guys probably are well aware. It's a passion project, but at the same time, you know, there's, I can't do things for free. Just like, You don't want to do anything for free either, right? So no matter how much you're passionate about it. So go to the website, click on the link, follow along. You can watch a video that tells you a little bit more about the mastermind course that I'm offering. That's a real affordable way for you to get really in-depth training on multiple streams of income, debt pay down, talk all kinds of real estate, particular like specific opportunities that you can do, speculation type plays like crypto, tech stocks, pre-IPOs, We're going to talk retirement accounts. We're going to talk, you know, the fundamentals investing into you. We'll talk about charitable giving on that course. So it's a complete course that's going to take you, I believe, uh, quite a bit further along in your knowledge of what you need to do in order to build indestructible wealth. So it's very action oriented and there's basic mindset, but it's not just, oh yeah, you need to think more positive type thing, or you need to work on your mindset. It's that, and it's about how you're thinking about your strategy. And then it's also specific opportunities that you can actually you know, take advantage of and start building your own portfolio of assets. So if you're interested, great, hit the website. And if you have any questions on that, certainly uh, you can feel free to email me. On Jack at my or you can hit me up on Instagram on the message, direct messaging. I respond to those on the daily. All right. Well, just wanted to let you guys know that here we go. All right. Today's all about self storage, which is my favorite investment for multiple reasons, which we're going to dive into today. I know there's a lot of you that are asking me about how to get in on these type of deals or how to do self-storage because you've heard me pitch it, so to speak. And you know that when I say it's my favorite, that I don't take that lightly. I do want to tell you up front that this type of deal is only available for accredited investors, which means you do need to earn at least 200000 as a single tax filer or 300000 together with your partner filing jointly, or you need to have a million-dollar net worth outside your home. And as of right now, the minimum investment is at least in increments of 50000 and could be even 100000 depending on the deal. So you can skip to the next podcast if this doesn't interest you. However, if you know me, you know my belief is that you'll be at this level of earning power in the near future, If you continue to invest into yourselves, increase your skills and your mindset, and you'll want to know about investments like this, be educated on how they work. So when you hit the accredited level, you're ready to go. You're confident in what you're getting into, and you aren't scared to pull the trigger. My personal opinion is that if you're accredited or when you're accredited, this is absolutely the first deal that you should be putting on your radar or putting the funds together, getting ready to go to, uh, to get involved. I have close to half a million dollars in this investment, and I personally feel that it's my safest overall investment that I own. I sleep very well at night knowing I'm in a deal like this, but again, feel free to skip ahead to the next podcast if this just isn't your time and it just simply doesn't resonate with you right now. I do want to take this from the mailbag, so to speak. Uh, This is from Mary Kate Wyatt. Really appreciate this message that she sent. Wanted to just read this off to you guys. She said, I wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for being such an inspiration to my husband who handles our account at the local Catering company. That's their Instagram handle. He's been following you for a few short months, but you've completely changed his thinking strategy and perspective and has motivated him to strive to always be better as a person and become more financially responsible while building new and multiple revenue streams. We have two little boys and we own a couple of businesses together and we feel a great connection with you and everything you stand for. Congrats on all your success and we look forward to seeing you grow even more. Thank you sincerely from a wife seeing a true change in my already amazing husband. Ha, wow, that's amazing! I just want to wanted to say thank you so much for sending that. Anytime I get messages like this, just completely uh, incredible to me. You know, obviously, when you're speaking into a microphone at home by yourself, well, I mean, I got my puppy, right? But beyond that, it's a very lonely process of being a content creator. And so, to get those type of messages, guys, um, it just is. Awesome. So thank you so much for that. And I know there's a a few other, there's several others of of you that have sent in messages like that. And I just really want to um, say thank you. I appreciate you. And I'm just going to continue to keep pouring in as to you as giving you everything I got. So here's another example of pouring into you. So I had originally had this audio recorded. I had a special guest speaker on to talk about self-storage and uh, we had to nix that. They're lawyers. God, lawyers just ruin everything. Fun. God. Oh my God. Oh, don't get me started. I'm sorry if you're a lawyer and you're listening to this, but you are a buzzkill. pretty much. That's what you do for a living is you just, you kill the fun, fun sponge. But anyways, they uh, they had to nix the uh, the I had to nix the episode that he was on for various reasons. I don't know; it doesn't really matter, right? <laughs> I Don't need to really get into it. But uh, I'm gonna be able to still give you guys a lot of the content that um, we covered and kind of the ins and outs of this particular business. So I'm gonna do my best to let it rip. Here we go. So self storage. You know why do I love it? Here's an example. My business coaches Jan and Monica. Uh, Zans. I'm going to have them on an episode here very soon. They paid $250 a month for 15 straight years on their storage locker before they cleared it out and entered their lease. I just saw them post a couple of weeks ago on Facebook. And this example is why it's my favorite investment. You've got people, smart people, very smart people who are willing to pay for fa- 15 straight years without missing a beat. And you don't have any headache whatsoever from your tenants. There are no tenants, Toilets are trash to deal with because people aren't living in your units. Their stuff is, and you don't have the maintenance and repair type uh, situations that come up with rental property. So when people think about it, you know, you think of the word self-storage, it sounds kind of boring, right? I mean, it's very boring, but that's what makes it very passive in nature where you literally put your money in and you do absolutely nothing. You just wait very patiently. Okay. Okay. There are real estate, not all real estate is passive. Some of it, you know, you're very involved actively, like active and very actively would be fixing and flipping a house, right? That's an active investment. You're very involved in that. And even if you have a crew that you've hired, you know, you still have a lot of decisions and a lot of things that you need to be involved in to kind of carry that investment all the way through to sale and profit. And then rental property, I kind of put a little bit in the middle though. It tends to be more uh, passive than it is active. However, rental property, even with a good management team in place, you know you still have tenants, toilets, trash decisions to make, tenants moving in, tenants moving out and maintenance and repair decisions. Whereas self-storage, I put on the extreme end of the passive nature because essentially people rent out a 10 by 10 locker to store their stuff for $150, 150 bucks on average. And when someone doesn't pay your rent, well, all of a sudden their key doesn't work to get into their locker so they can't access their stops. If somebody's late, they get a late fee and they're immediately locked out so they can't access their stuff and they can't access the gates. So that's uh, essentially what happens in the, in the self-storage realm. So that process will go on essentially for 60 days. And after 60 days, the self-storage company has a legal right not to own their stuff, but they can auction it off. So then a bunch of people bid on it. Somebody else comes in, clears that stuff out. That money helps pay you know, for their uh, arrears that they owe. And then they sweep the locker because somebody else has now just cleared it out for us. They sweep the locker, it's back online and it becomes a very easy turning process. That's very different than a typical tenant turn in a residential property it's like clockwork. There's numbers, percentages. It's all about the data and systems and you can control it. Look, look, bottom line, people store shit. They store 200 to $500 of their shit and they pay $150 a month to store it for 15 average months. So that's the reality of self-storage. You know, so in all fairness, people enter into self-storage because of typically of life-changing events. It's not usually because they have too much stuff that they bought and they really need to store it. That's not what causes storage. People move, they get transferred, they die, they upsize their home, they downsize for whatever reason that uh, people have a dramatic life-changing event that pushes, pushes their stuff into storage. And they believe you know, that it's going to be there for one, two, three months. But come on, let's think about this. I mean, if I put something into storage and I finally cleared out my garage, the last thing I want to do on any given Saturday is take all that stuff and bring it back to my garage. I've got a big headache if I have to deal with that. The last thing I want to do is is that, right? It's way easier for me to pay a 100 bucks 150 bucks, push that problem off to the next, you know, one to three months. That's how it goes until you finally absolutely are forced to deal with it. And that's the business. Some people are going to keep self-storage for seven years, and some people are going to keep it for one or two months. And so that's where you average in that 15 month uh, mark approximately. The headspace is, if we can build up and stabilize the facilities and fix the problems, you know somebody else's problems that they have incurred with owning the self storage facility and then what happens is they get wrapped up together with a number of other facilities sold out to a large fund like a state pension fund but we can also hold these forever because the cash flow is so strong but if they if they do get sold out somewhere in that earlier time frame which is typically and historically has been every like 2 or 3 years you get a very nice size exit and that creates some fantastic returns, somewhere in that 20 25%, as high as 40% annualized returns. So think about this, guys. If you have, what's an annualized return? So, okay, so if I have $100,000, I get a 20% annualized return and it takes five years. That means in five years, okay, I'm going to double my money because every year off 100000 it's generating $20,000 in net profits. The company that I work with, StoreSpace, their lowest performing deal returned 10% over 10 months. And that's their lowest one. If they go back over across 120 deals that they've done, the lowest one kicked out 10 points or 10% annually. You know, I can definitely live with those numbers. In real estate, the money is really made on the buy. You know, your your goal is buy low, sell high. That was what my one of my original mentors in real estate told me. He's like, here's the key to real estate, Jack. Buy low, sell high. I'm like, okay, got it. So the store space team scours a hundred deals to come down and actually close on one of them. They're big enough that they can play with the big boys and buy big deals, but they're small enough that it doesn't take them three months to buy a deal. They can fly down, analyze it, make their mind up, make an offer in one day, and get in front of the market before the property gets in front of other people. And so that gives a significant advantage over the market right there on the buy. And then usually... They have to look at that deal and be like, hey, I see what you're seeing, but I'm looking at it differently. So the money is made on the buy, but the money is also made by increasing the net operating income or what's net operating income. It's simply the net profits of the facility. So when they increase the net income, then they're able to make those the value or the sale price of those facilities go even higher than what they purchased. So real estate trades at an NOI, that's the net operating income. It's referred to in real estate as called the cap rate. So think about this. Okay. Cap rate. I think I've talked about this before. So, so say you have a $100,000 property and after all said and done, your net operating profit after all expenses is $10,000. So that would have a 10 cap. That's a 10 cap. Okay. That's kind of what Real estate trades at basically is how much the buyer is going to expect on their return on investment. So if I accept a 5% return on my money, it's the same way of saying I'll pay you a five cap. It's a, I'm accepting a 5% return, assuming there's no financing involved. That's just a straight cash purchase. Usually, you know, active businesses look at it from the perspective of how much I got, you know, from a small business that's making a hundred thousand bucks a year, you know, you would look at that if, say, a business is generating a hundred thousand and it was, you know, trading at a 10 cap, then you, that business, okay, would be sold for a million dollars. So essentially, what they're trying to do is they're buying facilities at, say, a five cap, and then they try to sell it at a lower cap rate to another fund. So they're in this position to where they can sell these out to these large scale funds for lower cap rates than what they bought them for. I want to explain to you guys here is essentially you're going to have investors that are going to buy in from this for multiple millions. You're going to have some that come in with 100,000 and everybody's pulling their money together. And that's how the money is all raised to go out and buy these large facilities. It's not one person that's coming up, you know, multiple millions of dollars. So your partner's with us in this deal as a limited partner. So limited partner means if everything went to, to hell in a handbasket, everything collapsed, they can't go after the limited partners for anything more than they invested. So that means you're limited in terms of your liability. So recently, there was a storage fund that closed out and it hit about a 24% annualized range of profit. So depending on when you know you invested into the deal, if you got in on the very, very early stage, then you got the 24%. Maybe if you came in a little later, you got 21%. And they have some in, that are exiting sometime in the next coming few months that will probably be in the mid-20s in annualized returns as well. So again, if you got a 100,000 in and you have a 24% annualized return, that means off the 100,000 that you put in, you're gonna make 24,000 per year. So essentially in four years, you've doubled your $100,000 investment. So what kind of deals do store space, what do they buy? So they have done some deals where, you know, they pick up an old Kmart building, you know 100,000 square feet converted into two storage put you know the self storage lockers in and you know then other times they get facilities that aren't run very well that already are performing but just aren't run well they tend to prefer buying what he said a broken bus and fixing the wheels on the broken bus while it's running that way all the investors are making money on day 1 even if it's not, you know, fully optimized, let's say they're only getting 50% of their total rent that they could make, but then they know that they can optimize it and keep making more. So on day 1, you're making income as opposed on a, you know, abandoned Kmart building when you're waiting for permits and plans to start construction. So my thought is, you know, what's it like right now buying deals, right? That's, all, that's my question. Like, what's the market like? I know the market is pretty tough and it is really tough to find good deals. So instead of being like, oh, let's wait for it to get better. They're out there grabbing up deals because look, there's a tremendous amount of liquidity that's out there. Liquidity. Well, what's that from? Well, there's three and a half trillion dollars being pumped into the economy. So that's only going to push more money down into the hands that are looking to park a certain percentage of it, which is going to you know only put more pressure on real estate. So it's, it's really in a high-pressure environment. It's great for selling. It's just making buying a lot tougher. All right, so how often do these funds typically open up? So usually, historically, it's opened up twice a year. And before the fund even opens for us as investors, they've already started buying deals into that fund. So they've already started using their own money to start buying deals. And so then they typically put around six to 15 facilities into that one fund, raise the capital from us, the investors, close it off and let that fund do its thing. So we've got a lot of upsides with this, you guys. I mean, it's a very simple model, it's scalable, it's incredible. You know, the typical returns over the last, you know, 120 deals, facilities that they've bought, they've been very strong in the mid 20% annualized range. Uh, Warren Buffett, you know, one of the most incredible investors on the planet has averaged 19% annualized returns over his career. So to get these kind of returns is with a collateralized, you know, real tangible asset. Is amazing. You know, what does collateralized mean? Well, that just means what you're investing in has real tangible asset behind it. It's got real property that's essentially backing up your investment. So one of the things that you know about this particular investment that I've been thinking all along that I found out on the interview with Storespace is that the downsides that I couldn't leverage this asset, right? So let me give you an example. So let's say I buy a single family home. You know, I put my 20, 25% down, whatever I'm comfortable with, you know, I get the rest in bank debt. That anytime I use bank debt, that's always going to increase my return on investment. Anytime you lose le- use leverage that increases your return on investment. And what I was thinking with this investment in self storage is that you put your money into the syndication, say, you know, 100 grand, 50 grand, 200 grand, 500 grand, whatever, that you're not able to accelerate that return because as I'm the investor coming into the deal I'm not able to pull out that debt. However, all of these deals are utilizing bank debt. They're utilizing leverage. It's just we're not the ones that are pulling out that debt ourselves. So, as an example, let's say we as investors come in with, you know, 40% equity. So, let's say for example, you're buying, you know, we're buying into a $1 million dollar building. So the investors we contribute 400,000 and the bank loans 600,000 to buy the million dollar building. So that gives us a fairly big cushion if this Miller, million dollar building went down in value to say 700,000 where you know we still have equity in the building. But historically over the last decade, you know they've driven it from a million to 1.4 million in value to 1.7 million in value. So now what that means this is the beauty of leverage you guys you got to get this concept that means our 400 grand now just doubled or tripled because now it went from you know went to 1.7 million for example and we have 400k in so that means the 400,000 is worth 1.1 million because we still have the same $600,000 banknote so we've driven Four hundred thousand dollars to one point one million by taking the building from a value of one million to one point seven million. That's incredible. So that's what makes this so exciting: is that you know you're getting into a solid asset that people will absolutely rent from these. They'll rent these lockers in any economy, good, bad, terrible. It's so it's pretty recession resistant. You've got the ability to not have tenants, toilets, and trash. You have an incredible management team that's backing up and, and running the whole show. So you don't have to worry about anything. So it's extremely passive. You're able to leverage the asset through the bank debt that the store space, you know, conglomerate pulls pulls into the the whole all the deals. And then on top of that, you know, you've got an exit strategy where you create cash flow that comes in while you're waiting for the fund to sell. To a much bigger fund. So, you know, these funds will eventually sell out to like a big, large pension fund, you know, a big institutional type buyer that where they have multiple, multiple hundreds of millions to buy these out. So, to wrap this up, if you're interested in this type of deal, reach out to me because I'm pooling investors together to invest into the next round when store space opens for funding. And uh, looking at December. Of this year is probably December or January is when we're going to open it up for investing. If you're accredited, then you can do this. If you're not, you know, you can put this on your goals list and focus on increasing your earnings so that you can get on, on incredible deals like this that don't have the wild fluctuations of the stock market or crypto, but still have really high and consistent returns. So, always here to bring you guys incredible opportunities to grow your net worth. This is why self storage is my favorite investment? Here we go. Have a great day. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges, and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.